0: I want to welcome our co-host, Ms. Francine Gregory, real estate entrepreneur and tech diva. And we're going to be talking today to Ms. Sandra Davis, a financial advisor and someone who helps people in community-based organizations recognize financial solutions. So the name of our company is Sage Financial Solutions. And she has agreed to grace us with her presence today and share some of that wisdom. So guys, go get a pencil and a paper, get your favorite cup of coffee, because you know it's coffee talk today, <laughs> and we're going to sit back and talk about your money and things that you can do to handle it better. How are you doing this morning, Sandra?
1: I am doing well. I am so glad to be with the two of you. This is this is, uh um you're gracing me with the opportunity to be here. I'm really excited to be hanging with the two of you. Do, you. do you like my outfit? Oh, it's gorgeous. So when I yes, yes. So I love this. I love this. I'll be wearing it all day. And it happens to be the colors of a project that I'm working on in Oakland. So yes,
2: nice. The
1: project is yeah. The project is called Brilliant Baby. And uh-huh. so I'm coming in here in my Brilliant Baby colors, looking all fabulous. So thank you.
0: Oh, I'm so glad to have been about help.
1: <laughs> yes. So
0: I'm Teralina from California Cover-Ups, and we were just discussing one of their cover-ups, one of my cover-ups. So we want to welcome you to the show, and um, we're not going to hinder you. You were able to grace us with a wonderful presentation this weekend at the Clarity Conference. You know, because yes. ladies, we know we all need clarity. So. Yes. yes. So we have something because Clarity helps us focus and um zoom in on what it is that we really want to accomplish so sandra can you tell us a little bit about um what you do
1: and expound on your presentation the other day certainly glad to do it so so i guess the main points that i really want to bring out from my presentation is number one I have had many careers in my lifetime, right? So when I was 17 years old, I joined the Navy. I got out of the Navy broke with a child. You know, I knew nothing about money. I actually made every money mistake possible, and some of them twice. So it really wasn't until – I'm a serial entrepreneur, so this is actually my third company – um, and uh, they've all done well, and I just grew weary of them. So my, my main consulting firm uh, was in the 90s, and I did that for five years and two ulcers, like seriously, two ulcers. Um, yeah. Oh, and my so gosh. I took a, yeah, yeah, and I, I walked away from a huge contract. I just couldn't take it anymore. It was literally killing me. Mm-hmm. And so I took a year off, uh, went back to school, did a master's degree in financial planning, And then I became um, a financial planner. Well, what I learned very quickly as a financial planner was that people don't do what you tell them to do when it comes to their money, right? So, so, so that became really clear very early, and I just, it, it wasn't going to be helpful. Particularly with the people I wanted to work with which were low and moderate in compliance across the country So I started learning how to become a coach So I have a master's degree in financial planning and I actually have become a coach and what I like about coaching is it helps you Recognize where you need to be the expert in your own life, right? It doesn't try to take over um, And so the way that I give financial information now is just different than how any other um professional would do so because i'm not expecting you to tell you what's right for you you know what gets in the way of your financial success right you know now you might not know the information i have i have information and i can share that information with you but you know what causes you to stray away from your budget you know what causes you Mm -hmm. to not do the things that you know to do now if there's things that you don't know to do that's where i come in Right, Um, but my goal is to help people figure out number one what matters most to you. How do you align your money with what matters most? Right, so that's why I love that tagline. Tagline. Put your money where your heart is, and that's really what's so important. Because whether it's running your own business, um, you know, whether it's writing a book, whatever your creative endeavor, whatever, when you are doing what brings you joy. Mm-hmm. you're going to put your whole self into it so your wisdom your intuition your knowledge your experience everything is going to go into that and i'm saying do that with your money as well you know many of us think of this money money as something that you know uh, is stressful or you know we have to acquire the money in order to be able to live a good life and some of us actually even repel money without realizing it if we believe things like money is the root of all evil Um, If we believe those kinds of things, if we believe I'll always be broke, my family's always been broke, if we believe those things, we may actually repel money, right? And and I'm not only talking about on a spiritual level. I'm talking on a real tangible and concrete level where, you know, if you feel like you shouldn't, that you're not supposed to be wealthy, you may do things that prohibit you from gathering the wealth that you need and then keeping it once you have it, because a lot of us make money. We just don't keep our
2: money. Uh, Okay, wait. You might need to say that again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of
1: us make money. Mm -hmm. The key is how do we keep what we make. A lot of entrepreneurs, and particularly women, right? So, So I'm part of this group called Closing the Women's Wealth Gap. (laughs) Um, And and the reason that this is so important is, number one, we all know the stats about women make 70 cents on the dollar. Now, that's white women. Black women make 53 cents. Mm -hmm. And Latinas make even less. So we're all in this continuum of financial distress, whether we realize it or not, right? And so we have to figure out. How do we maximize our wealth-building activities and then truly make them wealth-building activities? Income is not wealth, Mm -hmm. right? And so if we have an income gap, how are we not going to have a wealth gap, right? So we have to manage both of those things. And so um, you know, I say all the time, uh, the reason that I don't just tell people, hey, go out and get a financial advisor, because just having somebody tell you what to do is only helpful if you're ready to do it. Right. Ah. So if you. Right. So. So think about it. Think about this. Think about times in your life where there's been something that you really, really knew that you should do and you even started it. You lined up some stuff and you, you know, you had a plan and then you didn't follow through in the way that you wanted to. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people go to shame and blame and self-abuse. That doesn't help you. That actually harms you and so what I'm asking people to do is look at those areas of your life that you might not have followed through on the way on things the way that you want and breathe you know seriously like breathe and no shame no blame learn the lesson right leave the shame and that's really what I invite people to do because the shame actually is a barrier to your ongoing financial success so you know all those shoulda woulda couldas you know i loaned money that i never got back say man somebody right loaned money that never came back right um uh you know let people live off of me way too long you know uh bought things that i really didn't want really didn't even really need Um, and this again is not about shame because every single thing we do with money every single thing we do with money makes perfect sense if we know what we believe about money, right? If we believe that that mon- it's hard to earn money, if we believe that we'll always struggle, everything we do with money will grow out of that. And so it's just really important to be cautious about what we say up here, right? What are the messages that we send ourselves about money? And I'm not talking about, you know, just the power of positive thinking. Yes, staying positive is real, but I mean really, really, truly, Knowing your worth, knowing how to charge what you're worth,
0: mm-hmm.
1: knowing how to pay yourself first, right? So that whole idea of I'm gonna pay all my bills and save what's left over—that's a joke. How much is left over? <laughs> that, right? That, that, and so you zero. You right? Yeah. So you—it is right because you have to put yourself first. Oh, we right? like that. Exactly. You have to put yourself first. So I don't care if it's five dollars a month. I don't care if it's ten dollars a pay period. Set yourself up with an account that is just for your long-term financial well-being. Now, of course, the more you can put away the earlier, the better it's going to be. You know, but but if what you're trying to do is create a new habit for yourself, it is not as important to figure out how much as it is to get that habit down.
2: Right, yeah. Because knowing better
1: does not mean doing better. But we can't do better if we don't know better. Exactly. You know? I know I kind of went off on a tangent. <laughs> no, We <laughs> needed to
2: have you go off on a tangent a.k.a. a rant because um, people need to have a shift. We need to do what I call um, a jolt. Yes. We need to clear because we need to hear better. We need to hear differently. And um, there, you know, people beating themselves up about the decisions they made. People, yes. you know, don't go to a financial planner and you're really not ready to do the work. Right, right, right.
1: Because here's the thing now you put money out, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this a financial planner that you okay, so while we're on this topic, let me say yes. this um, anybody can hang on a shingle and call themselves a financial planner. Anybody. Right? Anybody can do that. Um, so there are some things that you want to be looking for when you're thinking about working with a financial planner. Number one is how are they compensated? You want to work with a financial planner that the only way they're compensated is from you. Right, They're not compensated by uh, commissions or trails or any of those other things. You want to know exactly how they're compensated. You want to know what is their philosophy around financial planning. Um, if somebody is saying to you, oh, I know the perfect investment for you, and they know nothing about your life, it is not possible for them to know the perfect investment for you. right? Because what I need at 25 is not the same thing that I need at 55. And so you want to make sure that when you're talking, when you're thinking about talking to a financial planner, you're talking to somebody, I prefer you to talk to a CFP, a certified financial planner, I prefer for you to talk to an hourly financial planner, and I'll show you one of those websites when we get a minute, and I prefer that you talk to someone who... Um, really takes the time to understand you and what your goals and your needs are because financial planning is a very personal thing. You can have 10 people who have the exact same situation, same number of kids, same level of education, same income, and even the same goals, but their plan will be different. Right? Their plan will be different because each person's financial plan is unique to them. And so you want someone who's going to give you that kind of attention, and it's not about what they can sell you. Right? So, so it, but believe me, I don't have a problem with financial products. We need products in order to be able to um, implement our plan. We need uh, people who are experts like, you know, you with real estate, I wouldn't go buy a house without uh, having a broker. I wouldn't go and buy a house without talking to someone who knows more about it than I do, right? Yeah. But you just want to make sure that you understand how your professional is being compensated. Because there's a difference between a professional and a salesperson.
2: Yes, yeah? And is. that could
1: not be more true than in the financial profession. So these people, these multi-level marketing schemes, all of that stuff, they are not financial planners. I know they call themselves financial advisors. I'm sorry, they are not. They, they, and, and, and some of them even mean well. But the thing is, if they are trying to figure out what products to sell you, that is by definition not a financial planner. right? So you want someone who acts as a fiduciary. And the fiduciary means that they have to put your best interest first. So picture this. I've got product A. Just pretend my fingers are product. Let's go with that. i got product A and product B, right? Good. Product A is suitable for you, but it's great for me. The commission structure on this thing is great for me. It's okay for you, but it's great for me. And then product B is great for you, just okay for me. A fiduciary has got to give you the one that is great for you, the right one for you. So the difference between a suitability standard and a fiduciary standard. You want somebody who's going to honor the fiduciary standard. They're gonna put you above their own self-interest. And that's what you're looking for when you're talking to a financial planner or thinking about talking to a financial planner. Um, and a lot of people just don't know that. You know, People are so intimidated about money often. That somebody says, "Hey, you know, I'm a financial advisor, and we don't vet them. We literally give our money over, you know, without making sure that the professional knows what they're doing." Well,
0: well, the deal is this, too, uh, Sandra. We don't know the language, so we don't know what to ask. It's sort of like if you're talking to someone about a car and you don't know anything about cars, you don't know what to ask about the vehicle. So. Tell us how to, yeah, some hints about how to figure
1: out yeah. a, what did you call it, a fiduciary? A fiduciary. So, what, what do you want to look at? What you want to look at is how, what is the standard, right? So, are they number one, you want to know if they're a certified financial planner, and whether they say yes or no, you want to look their name up on the okay. CFP board website. So, don't just ask, ask and follow up, think about it there is no aspect of your life that isn't touched by money Mm -hmm. so you can't just give away your power to somebody that you don't know anything about them you know you have to know your expert whether it's financial education or financial planning and i'll show you some some Uh, Places for both of those things whether or not you're just getting education or whether you're really needing someone to help you with Managing debt or helping help you with managing how do you build credit if you've never had credit before? Um, You know, how do you look at your comprehensive financial life? Um, And these are people who do not sell products. They're people who operate by advice only Um, And now they can help you connect with the right um The right products but they're not trying to sell you anything so they're not receiving any commission and a lot of these are free now there are some programs where uh, you can go and get financial coaching at free at some organizations in many many states around the country so um, we're very fortunate in California we've got a lot of these places Um, many folks that I have trained are in these locations and so um, you know there's a lot of resources available and people just have to know um, trust yourself First. Even even if you feel like you don't know, I don't know if you read the article over the weekend, Chris Bosch, the basketball player, says, I have millions and I know nothing about finances. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's not just people who have less. You mm-hmm. hear all the time about lottery winners and athletes yeah. who have tons of money and go broke. These are the reasons they go broke. Because they trust someone who does not put their interests first. Right? Everybody says, Oh, well, they buy too much and they do yeah, but you know what? If you have multi millions, if you have someone advising you that is not putting your interest first, that that's not just about how many houses you bought cuz you know, that that's a bigger issue, right? Yeah. So, um, so I want to share a couple of those websites with you. Can I do that now? Yes. Please? Okay. So so you're going to I'm going to click on share my screen, right? Yes. Okay. So now here is the first one. Now this is really one of my favorites. This is Vertex 42. And can you see all of these different calculators?
2: Yeah, the family budget.
1: Yeah, so my favorite thing about this is sometimes you'll set up a budget and it doesn't work. (laughs) Okay. So when it doesn't work, dump it. Do something else. Do something else do not abuse yourself about not being able to stick to something that is not working for you try something else i really love this simple one i actually start this simple budget worksheet with people who are in high school so mm-hmm. if you've got young people in your life share with them these tools they are free you download them no no sales pitches no nothing um and this is vertex you see it at the top vertex42.com and you just want to look at um Calculators and budget templates the family budget this shows you what's coming in and going out now if you um And then here's my favorite thing the annual budget. This is the money manager over the year This is really important for people who are trying to prepare or plan to grow their business Because you want to look at what is your personal financial situation all year long Because many people don't realize that periodic expenses, right? your Uh, registration on your car, uh, property taxes, insurance, school clothes for your kids every August, those are not emergencies, Mm. right? They become emergencies when we don't prepare for them. And so if you can look at your money on an annual basis, what's coming in, what's going out, you can create what I call a periodic expense account Mm. that puts money aside for those things. Mm. And then yes, you have your emergency fund Right, and when I come back at at another time, I'll talk to you guys about how to build emergency funds. You can come back and build those emergency funds um, by uh, for what is a real emergency, you know. And and quite frankly, you would never really expect to use your emergency fund, right? Because think about it: how many times in your lifetime has a real emergency happened? You know.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah. Know not our- not the emergencies that you made up. Exactly, because weekend. we know
1: our cars break down, right? Mm-hmm. We know we know every 10 years if we have a single-family home. We know every 10 years we need a new roof. Those are not emergencies. You know, um, things that are emergencies, somebody dies, somebody leaves, something unexpected happens. You know you lose your job Mm. um those are the kinds of things that we want to be prepared for and so as we think about how we live with our money these are some of the things that i'd like for you to consider the next thing is if you need to talk to somebody about financial counseling or financial support um find an afc this is afcpe.org and you can click on find an afc now, these are. this is my training program. As you all know, I don't do one-on-one work anymore. Um, but I train people all over the country who do financial planning and, and financial coaching and financial counseling. Now, here's the thing. This is also a really great gig. So if you happen to be a money nerd like me, I wasn't always. I made every money mistake possible. I didn't become a money nerd until my mid-40s. There's also certifications and training. You can actually become a certified counselor or a financial fitness coach. That's my particular designation, right? And then there's also basics where you can learn money management essentials. You can learn to do this stuff for yourself. Now, if you don't want to do it for yourself and you want to have someone do it for or with you, um, I'm a fan of the Garrett Planning Network. Now, these are fee-only advisors. They're gonna charge you a set fee for your work with them. Now, one of the things that I encourage people to do is get your budget down, get, get your basics down, do your counseling with the folks here at AFCPE. When you need investments, then go to financial planners. Right? Right. Because they, the, both of them are looking at your total financial life cycle. They're no. looking at everything um, from basic budgeting all the way through to estate planning. And the fact is, every single one of us need to think about our money that way. Every one of us does. you know. Um, so this would help you do that. And then finally, the last website I want to share with you is um, Consumer Tools from the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Now, this is the one that um, the current political climate is trying to gut. Yes. Now, you. this is unfortunate because this has been the best thing to happen for middle America around trusted financial information since I have been in this field. This has tools for everybody, different populations now these are for practitioners, these services here, but the consumer tools there 's all kinds of guides and information um, you know if you 're managing someone else 's money, say there 's an elder that you have to help manage their money. it helps you know how to do that, what kind of things to think about when you 're thinking about mortgages, how to make sure that you 're using bank accounts and services that are not ripping you off you know even the frauds and scams so this is a really important website. It's consumerfinance.gov. Um, and then there's also a tool that they have. You can answer 10 questions to get your own financial health score mm. to see where you are. And, uh, and and I think it's a really good tool for folks to check out. Um, one of the things that I like about this is that they also have, um, where's the thing that I wanted to show you? So they have the financial coaching programs. Um, Now they have 50 financial coaches all around the country where you can find out where they're providing services. And now these are people I train, right? Service members, people who are low and moderate income. Uh, If you go to this website, you can find uh, where they're delivering services all across the country. So look at what's free to you, because I mentioned it's not how much you make is how much you keep, right? So if you don't have to pay for financial advice, and you can go to someone who you can trust, this is a better way to do that. Um, so I'm in California, of course, and so if I'm gonna look for someplace in California, I see, you know, Dominique is down in Los Angeles, uh, Elizabeth is in Concord, and Veronica's in Los Angeles as well, you know. So we've got people all over the country. Oxnard, Lucia's see, is down there. So, you know, and some of this you can actually do by phone as well. You don't always have to have somebody that's in person. If you are needing credit um, rehabilitation, I do not use the term, um, I don't use the word uh, credit repair because I think that that's a misnomer. It's not possible to repair your credit. If something is true and negative, you address it. If something is false and negative, you contest it, right? And so these folks, you should never, ever, ever be paying for credit restoration or credit rehabilitation. Right. So so you can get the support that you need and you can call in. You don't have to. This doesn't only get, happen for people in San Francisco. These are the folks that I trust the most. Um, I, again, have trained many of them. Um, and they there is a standard, you know, you know what you can expect. So if one of your friends says, hey, I'm in the business of helping people restore their credit or rebuild mm-hmm. their credit. And, you know, I'm sorry. I, I hope you love your friend. And that's all, all great. But, you know, if anybody is charging you to do those kinds of things, it's better for them than it is for you. And all of the stories about how much it's helped me and all that other stuff, you know, that's wonderful. I'm glad that it helps. That it has helped the people that it has. But really, they're multi-level marketing uh, programs, and they're not the best options for you. Uh, credit Karma, Credit Sesame, those are not real credit scores. They are not your FICO score. They're a modified score. And when you go to, I mean, you know, you know, you know this, if you go to buy a house, nobody's going to say it hey, was your credit karma score. They want to know your FIFO score. Yes. Right? Yes. And so these, these are some of just some of the things that people need to understand, uh, when they're making financial decisions, because the bottom line is everything really does affect everything when it comes to our money. Um, so I just, you know, I implore you to put yourself first. You know, don't trust just anybody. You know, um, uh, there's a reason that, you know, there's a reason I have a master's in financial planning. You know, it cost me two years and $40,000 to know what I'm talking about. And so, you know, when somebody, I was in Lyft a couple of days ago. A woman had a clipboard in the back of her car with a financial literacy month um, a quiz. First of all, it is not financial literacy month yet. Financial literacy month is in April. <laughs> and so the fact that she didn't even know that was my first clue, right? Wow. And then the second thing is when you look at this clipboard, it's all of the questions that tell them what to try to sell to me. Every single question is an indicator of what kind of product they could sell to me. And so this company, this another multi-level marketing company, this well it may, you know, that might not be fair. It might not be multi-level marketing. They're using people to bring folks in for mm-hmm. sales purposes, you know? So this woman wants me to fill this out. And I says, okay, so if I fill this out, what happens? Oh, well, somebody will contact you. I said, well, give me a website I can go to. Oh, well, there's no website you go to. You have to come to our office. When you hear that kind of stuff, when you hear that kind of stuff, you know what's up.
0: You know, yeah. You know
1: trust your intuition, and 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 Terry, I I appreciate what you're saying about if you don't have the knowledge or you don't mm-hmm. have the lingo, that's so you know what what that should be telling you is send more red flags. Okay. If you don't have the knowledge yourself, you don't trust just any Joe Blow who says something that sounds like more than you know, Okay? Yes. Right? Because financial, let me let me give you kind of a cliff note of what it did, what it took for me to have a master's in financial planning. I took a 16-week class on all of the topics in a financial life cycle, right? So basic money management, retirement, tax, uh, retirement, I'm sorry, say retirement, estate planning, insurance. I took a 16-week class for that. And then I had to take a 16-week class for each one of those topics, mm-hmm. right? And so... You're not going to go to a weekend seminar and become a financial expert. You're not going to go, you know. You're not going to get a book that, you know, because in addition to the education, you have to have the experience and agree to the ethics. And okay. that's really the piece that's so important. What ethical? When they say ethics.
2: <laughs> agree to what be ethical ethics.
1: standard? That's right. What ethical standard do you abide by? You know, and if they can't answer you, if they don't know that, don't trust them. I, I'm i not saying don't trust them as humans.
2: Just you know, don't trust them. Because
1: honestly, that. don't trust them with your money. And, because, and the reason for that is sometimes they really are true believers. So I'm not knocking them as humans. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they really do believe. The woman who tried to get me to do this, she really believed in it, you know. Um, and she just didn't know.
2: And that's probably because, you're absolutely right, she didn't know any better. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to make another time for you to come back and share some more because we understand that you have an uh, an engagement that you need to get to. And so we want to say thank you so much for stopping thank in. You. And thank if you. any of you have any questions, please uh, put your questions in the chat um, so that we can prepare our questions so when Sandra comes back, she can uh, give us some more detail and, and we'll have a longer time period with her. I want you all to know, um, uh, everybody watching this live or by replay, this is some vital information. And go back, go over it again, and get the notes. I like it the fact that it was 30 minutes because now we can do it and absorb it. So, thank, thank you. you so much, and we will talk to you on the you. Next, on the thank on very next you time. righty then.
0: Sandra, we always have a great say rest of don't the day. You get to go to the front of your own Oh, mind. Yes. Hey, yes. We, I love it. I love it. I love it. All
1: right. You ladies have a great rest of the day.
2: Thank All you, right. Sandra. Bye
1: bye. Thank Thanks, everyone. All righty.
0: Bye bye. Bye bye.